Hey guys, we have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and the discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to. Of suppressing nitric oxide, the increased levels of LDL cholesterol, which uh, one of his colleagues that we're going to uh, jump along to has admitted to having extremely high cholesterol level. And then they just kind of discount it and say, well, cholesterol is not important. Dr. Nick Delgado here. There are three things that men and women should care about the most. Number one is cardiovascular disease that leads to premature death. Half of the heart attacks, the individual dies immediately with no forewarning. There are no nerve endings inside the arteries. And so when they clog up, we don't know it until it's too late. Number two is brain stroke. I had a stroke when I was 21 years old and... I was shocked and petrified, and I have to tell you that we're going to talk about this carnivore diet. We're going to talk about really the nitty-gritty about what we need to do to reverse cardiovascular disease. I'm going to share with you the books that I've utilized and, of course, uh, the, book, the cookbook that I use, the most Simply Healthy Cookbook, uh, because it really gets back to the diet. Certainly movement is important, but number one is diet and what we need to do to restore our nitric oxide level and my current book, Blood Doesn't Lie. But the blood doesn't lie and the nitric oxide, I, I want to mention, relate to ED, the third thing of great importance. You can't make love when your arteries are clogged. And the first arteries that clog up from a meat diet are the little tiny, the smallest artery in the body, essentially, to the male organ, the penis. So if you want to have ED, continue more than a few weeks on a carnivore diet, if for whatever reason you're doing it, and you will be assured of developing ED prematurely. That's why so many men have this problem, and we're going to go into in-depth about this right now. But let's start with Paul Saldino, author of Carnivore Code, and Joel Furman, who has been on my show, and we're going to hear what Joel has to say vehemently in reply to Paul Saldino, and we're going to jump around to several different videos here. Let's jump right in now. I, I agree with that point of view, by the way, and I'm, and I'm critical of a lot of vegan diets out there, and I also, you know, my nutritarian diet attempts to go for um, it teaches comprehensive nutrient adequacy and making sure all the nutrients human needs, humans need are present in their diet. But and you don't can't get all those nutrients from plants. Hold it, hold it. Let me, let me, let me say something. Um, right, you can't get all those nutrients from plants. I'm disagreeing with that. Now, by the way, in all the blue zones, which are identified by scientists as having the longest lived populations of the world alive, you can mention an African tribe that may be not that sick, but they're their overall lifespan is shortened by the fact they're not exposed to enough plant material. Not true. There's no evidence for that. Hold it, hold it, hold it. You, you, you can't just, make that statement. You wouldn't let me interrupt you for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm let just me saying just, that's a false statement. Let me just speak for two or three minutes. Then. Yes, please. Okay, because I have a few, just a few. I can't remember everything you said. But let me just a few of those points. Number one, it's not true what you said 
about not controlling for refined carbohydrates, bread, the buns, other things. These epidemiologic studies are not done in West, all in Western countries, Western dieters. I just gave you the example on the Seventh-day Adventist study on healthy um, vegans versus not, versus people in the same diet with more or less only modifying the amount of meat they're eating, otherwise having the amount of um, other or plant foods being fixed and not eating junk food. There are multiple long-term studies where they control for those factors with oil consumption and processed grain consumption and looking at all the different foods that people are eating in those studies, also showing the same data. So what you're misleading, you're giving misleading information. It's not true that all those studies are confounded. You have very brilliant scientists showing that as you raise processed grains and high glycemic carbohydrates you cause damage and as you raise animal products and you reduce consumption of beans and nuts and whole vegetables you also cause you also cause damage and that vegetables clearly are the foods and i have this acronym g bombs which stands for greens and beans and onions and mushrooms and berries and seeds that are the mo the foods with the most consistent and powerful association with reduced risk of all types of cancers. Now, nobody's saying here, and I also, by, by the way, in my blog at my website, drfurman.com, on my blog, I commented on that vegan study with increased risk of fracture, and I went into detail about the study to show that how these English vegetarians and vegans were eating such a junk food diet, and most of their calories came from processed carbohydrates, and their diet was, and, their, and I analyzed the calcium in their diet, it was inadequate. I analyzed the protein in their diet, which was inadequate. And I showed that, and I showed compared to the nutritarian diet that I recommend with obviously much higher in calcium and protein. So I'm also not defending the fact that a vegan diet could be deficient in certain, is deficient in B12, omega-3, zinc, K2, and for some people with higher amino acids. So, and all these things have to be considered when you're advocating the right diet for each individual person. But that doesn't change the fact that as you move a diet, with a low amount of animal products to a diet with excessively higher amounts, approaching what we do in America and approaching what you're recommending to very, very high levels, you get, you're putting people into a severe danger zone, zone and your logic is not even, it's not even, doesn't even make sense because a little bit of animal products adds some important nutrients to your diet and that makes it okay to not eat to, to, to disavow eating a diet high in vegetables, beans, nuts, and onions. You, you don't have to eat those foods. Instead, you can eat a lot of animal products because a little bit have some beneficial nutritive effects that you don't get from a completely vegan diet. It makes it now good, safe, or better to eat a diet of all animal products and not eat enough vegetables and beans and nuts. But, and I'm saying is we have a limited dietary portfolio. We only have a certain amount of calories you eat each day. And as your dietary plate is taken up by larger amounts of animal products, you're accordingly lowering your amount of calories from these very protective foods, reducing your risk of cancer. And that's what these studies show. They show as you can tweak, as you put animal products down to lower levels, and when you go down all the way to a vegan diet, yes, then you have to substitute EPA, D, um, B12, you know, K2, extra zinc is beneficial to your immune system because zinc isn't absorbed as well from plant foods. There's, a things you have to, you, there's things you should do that you would get better from meat and you can accommodate that or use a small amount of animal product, but that's not the argument here. The argument that I'm making on this podcast, on this interview, is that the diet style that you and other people are advocating a high amount of meat that are recommending that is too dangerous to consider because the data is overwhelming and by you disavowing that data, you're doing yourself a disservice and putting yourself at too high a risk and your followers at too high a risk. And um, 
okay, so I, I, I think the point is well taken that a plant-based whole foods diet is the best way to go to preserve quality health. And in particular, many plant-based doctors are using this approach to reverse cardiovascular disease. And it's acknowledged that we need nutrient density, zinc, vitamin D3, vitamin K2. Uh, We benefit uh, from these very important phytochemicals and enzymes and nutrients and supplementation. And I am the first to say, having looked at literally tens of thousands of people's samples of tissue, saliva, uh, plaque along the gums of the teeth, looking at microbes here under a microscope, uh, literally for 44 years I've been examining people's blood and just helping people to understand what I have written about in my book, Blood Doesn't Lie, how to get the nutrient density we need and build up a strong, healthy immune system. This is a very clear, good argument. But what Joel Furman is saying is that these guys, these doctors, so-called doctors, Paul Saldino, are moving completely in the opposite direction and saying just throw out all the vegetables, all the fruit, all the beans and peas and nuts and seeds and onions and all the nutrient-rich foods and just eat meat? If you want to have ED, if you want to have clogged arteries to the male organ, then just eat meat. (laughs) If you want to have arteries to the brain clogged, as happened to me by the age of 21, then just eat meat. If you want to have a heart attack prematurely, then eat meat. We know during every worldwide population study and clinical study, and I'm going to show you all the evidence where these carnivore code book followers are trying to debunk the fact that cholesterol is a risk factor, particularly LDL, the bad cholesterol, and it's what clogs the arteries. And we also know that we need nitric oxide. We can only get from plants. You can't get nitric oxide from animal foods. Now, Paul Saldino sometimes says, well, you get phytochemicals and enzymes and nutrients when you eat uh, animals that have had eaten grass-fed food, but you're never going to get the nitric oxide. You're going to be depleted. Nitric oxide, as you're going to learn during the course of this talk, is essential to vasodilating the blood vessels, to protecting the artery wall lining, and to achieving an erection. You're not going to get an erection, guys, without nitric oxide. Trust me on this. All right, so let's go back. This is really important for you to let it sink in. Maybe you don't worry about your heart clogging up and having a heart attack and dying or your brain clogging up and being debilitated and having a stroke like John McDougal did when he was in his 20s and he walks with a limp now for his entire life now that he's 73. At least he survived it. Or myself, I had a stroke and fortunately recovered. But you know what? there's a lot of misled people out there and let's go back but maybe i can catch your attention by proving to you your male organ will clog up and it may take 15 20 years to clog up your arteries that's why men have so much sexual dysfunction and use viagra and are looking for shock therapies and treatments shockwave treatments that i'm going to show you and essentially a lot of that might help but let's get to the cause of the problem, folks. 
So let's let's go back to this debate, and we're going to uh, jump around to some other really cool discussions right now. You know, the and the idea that, that all these these nutrients that are so important in meat, and I'm saying, well, there's there's thousands of nutrients, antioxidants and phytochemicals that you might get in tiny amounts and a couple of them here and there, but, but it's the huge variety of phytochemicals that has phytochemical synergy. And I can show you studies that adding flax seeds reduces risk of, here's an interventional study on people with breast cancer followed for 10 years, showing a 71% decreased risk of death from breast cancer over that 10 year period. That's as not people, a, you have to be very careful when you're talking about, these are relative risk reductions. These are not absolute risk okay, reductions, Joel. Okay, like so we're still talking about, we can talk about, that's a difference, um, um, absolute or relative. I understand what you're saying. You're inflating but in the numbers. I'm just giving the numbers it says in the, in the results of the but study. But you're, not, you're okay. not reporting them accurately, so I'm just correct. Okay, he, he keeps going back to um, you're not reporting them accurately. Well, there's a good reason. When you're involved with studying human individuals, unless it's under a closed laboratory condition, which, by the way, I've probably done more evaluations of people's cholesterol, triglycerides, glucose, based on every kind of imaginable diet. I've looked at tissue samples. None of these doctors, none of them are looking at tissue samples to the degree that I am. So this Paul Saldino, I'd love for him to debate me. I would love for him to show you his blood after he eats meat and you see the damaging effects of suppressing nitric oxide the increased levels of LDL cholesterol which uh, one of his colleagues that we're going to uh, jump along to has admitted to having extremely high cholesterol level and then they just kind of discount it and say well cholesterol is not important well we're going to we're going to get to that here in a moment so let's let's uh, continue here uh, what what we're uh, what we're saying now here let joel Furman continue plant foods they all have dramatically shortened lifespan show me show me that lifespan. data show me the data pause show me that data show me that data because that their lifespan of hunter gatherers is confounded by higher rates of infant mortality this is called squaring of the morbidity curve it is something i have talked about ad nauseum okay so his argument this paul saldino saying infant mortality rate that the higher rate of at birth that babies die in some of these third world countries uh but when you remove infant mortality rate and you look at past the age of 40 now you see the reality because in the united states we rank 38th in the world and we eat a lot of meat we eat a lot of dairy product and cheese but they'll argue oh but they eat sugar too oh what are you worried about paul you're going to confound the study why are you uh, calling us out on that area? This, this, is, this is known as bias, medical science bias, and you're interjecting your personal belief that eating meat is the best way to go. Totally meat. I'm not arguing that people could eat small amounts of meat starting out at an early age where they don't eat uh, massive amounts of meat like I did that clogged my arteries I had to then work hard to clean up my arteries and do what I needed to do to save my life and and to work hard to try and reopen my arteries that were clogged uh, including to the male organ which set me up to be one of the leading experts in uh, sexual health so you really have to look at the science closely 
And furthermore, I think the other challenge is this Paul Saldino, he's pointing to the Maasai tribe of Africa. Now, here's an interesting story. He'll say, oh, well, the Maasai in Africa eat meat and the blood of, of the cows, and they are free of cardiovascular disease. Based on what? Dr. Mann published those studies, and it was based on treadmill testing. Well, these Maasai tribe herd their cattle 30 miles a day, so they have enlarged coronary arteries, so you don't pick it up on stress treadmill tests. However, Dr. Mann went back 10 years later because everyone kept using his study saying, see, the Maasai tribe eat a lot of cholesterol-containing foods, and they have no heart disease, and they're lean, they're strong, they're fit, they're tall people. And what they did was they did autopsy after these individuals died and they found the most massive plaques in their arteries because they're meat eaters and it clogged their arteries. Also, plaques to the male organ. They have ED, even in these third world countries because they eat too much meat. It doesn't matter if it's organic or uh, grass-fed or not. Cholesterol is permeated throughout the meat. And it's not just red meat. When you switch from a red meat diet to chicken or fish, there's as much cholesterol in tuna packed in water or chicken as there is in red meat for equivalent quantity. So that's why we find that people do so well when they gravitate away from an animal-based diet because we have to undo the damage that's been done by these, quote, carnivore-type diets. Now, here, here's a guy that's uh, been uh, experimenting with a carnivore diet here. Let's, let's jump into this. Uh, he's talking about uh, one year on a carnivore diet. His name is Rob. He's got a lot of subscribers here. Let's, let's listen to what he has to say. The carnivore diet is great for many purposes. It's great for the elimination-style dieting. If you have no clue what to eat and you're really unhealthy and you want to kind of like do an elimination protocol, start with a carnivore diet. Every month add in a few foods and you'll have a very easy read for what works and what doesn't work. Except the issue with that is that the plants you'll have an extra sensitivity to plants. So if you're gonna do a carnivore diet or a high fat protein based diet as the elimination style, don't take away all the plants in the beginning because you wanna keep your body's ability to digest them so you can decipher which foods work for you. Yes or no? No, for sure. You can't guess with your diet. If you guess with your diet, it's like guessing on a math problem. It's, you're not gonna get the right answer unless you're lucky. Okay, so I do. Okay, so he admitted, he said, look, if you're going to go to one of these diets, don't go exclusively all meat and eliminate all plants. Now, he's talking about an elimination diet that apparently has been reported to help some people. These individuals have gut problems. They need probiotics, prebiotics. They need to repopulate their their gut flora. They have probably been uh, abused by antibiotics, which, by the way, animal products are loaded with antibiotics. So what do you think is going to happen to an individual who's had a heavy antibiotic diet? What do you think? Of course, they're going to have clogged arteries and they're going to have a, a dysbiosis gut, and they're going to have trouble at times because their gut has been compromised. They're going to have trouble handling plant foods. If we fix their gut, their gut, leaky gut, and so forth, they can enjoy the right whole plant-based foods, and it might be a plant-based food that's 
a little bit easier to tolerate, such as potatoes and yams. Uh, it could be, depending on the individual, uh, even brown rice, uh, and then gradually introduce various fruit and vegetables and get a wide diversity. Let's go to Dr. Neil Barnard, who's written books about reversing heart disease and reversing uh, diabetes, and here is what he has to say. It contributes to cardiovascular disease. So I think of cholesterol as really useful, like dynamite is really useful. If you want to make uh, a tunnel or you want to expand your mind to uh, or whatever, that's really good. And dynamite will help you do those, but it's something you've got to play with very carefully. Cholesterol is just like that. So in the top artery, you see the blood, the, uh, blood cells moving along very nicely through the vessel. The second line, cholesterol particles have oxidized and irritated the artery wall, causing the formation of an ather atherosclerotic plaque. And in the third line, well, that plaque is ruptured. You're not getting any blood flow anymore. You're having an infarction. Okay, so the red blood cells and your wife, she pu puts them in the car, they drive to the... Um, okay, and one of the more interesting side effects of statins comes from Dwayne Gravelin. Uh, he's a physician. He was a NASA astronaut in training. And many of you know Dwayne's story because he's, he's written about it quite extensively. He got home from work, dro drove home from NASA, uh, goes to his house, and there's this woman outside his door. And he says... Uh, can I help you? She looked at him and said, Dwayne, I'm your wife. She pu puts him in the car, they drive to the emergency room, and she says, my husband has lost his memory, what's the matter? And he starts to put two and two together, and he's got all these memory gaps, including who his wife was. And the only thing that they could figure is he had start, started Lipitor about four weeks before. And they thought, that couldn't be it. It's a safe drug. But they stopped it, and his memory gradually returned, as did his hypercholesterolemia. So he started the Lipitor again at half the dose, and within about a month, his memory was totally wiped out for everything after age 13. So the Lipitor was then in the trash. His memory came back, and he wrote to the FDA. And he said, I'm an N of 1, but this like was not good. Um, and initially, these reports were poo-pooed, but there have now been hundreds and hundreds of of case reports of individuals having severe memory problems, including individuals in nursing homes diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease that went away when they stopped the statin drug. And they packed their bags and went home. Okay, so I myself uh, experienced trauma because my father was put on multiple medications, blood pressure medications, prostate medications, uh, when he was in his 80s, and he became senile. He couldn't think properly. And one of the dangers of, of statin drugs, by the way, as you can see, the list is uh, these statin drugs. And, and by the way, a lot of these people will say, well, lowering cholesterol is bad because statin drugs cause side effects. Well, <laughs> lowering cholesterol through healthy eating is good by avoiding animal, meat, cheese, eggs, dairy product, but by using statin drugs... There are side effects, and we just mentioned a serious problem of memory loss and worse Alzheimer's-like dementia, muscle pain, liver damage, diabetes risk from statin drugs, increased blood glucose levels, weight gain. Statins are like amongst the number one prescribed drug in the world. So you have a situation where people are clamoring to go to a diet that actually is going to cause you more problem. Meat. 
a carnivore diet, meat or a keto diet, worse. But these statin drugs are are to blame. It's not just the diet. So let's jump ahead now and be clear about what are we doing from a cardiovascular standpoint and why are these crazy carnivore diets so popular? But before I get to that, I want to mention, here's a urologist talking about shockwave therapy, which is we're always looking for interventions to try and open up clogged arteries. And uh, he's also going to talk about Peroni's disease, a kind of a, a malfunction in the growth of the tissue of the male organ, and it causes it to be curved and then painful. But uh, let's hear what uh, Dr. Robert Chan has to say right now and we'll join him here you go about shockwave therapy for erectile dysfunction and delve into some of the basic questions about shockwave therapy finally i'll touch on who's a good candidate for this treatment and more importantly who is not a good candidate for this treatment what is shockwave therapy it's known as acoustic wave therapy or gains wave or true pulse as you might have seen on the radio ads or the print ads, they're all the same thing. Basically, it's high energy sound waves. I made this water bath with cornstarch to help show you what these high energy sound waves look like. This is a slow motion shot here. How it actually works in the penis is not fully understood. It's thought that the negative pressures created by the shock wave energy leads to stress on cell membranes. This increases growth factors, which then recruits stem cells, which ultimately results in the formation of new penile arteries. Shockwave therapy is different from Viagra because it can treat the underlying pathophysiology rather than just treating the symptoms. Now the most important question that you're probably wondering is, does it work? There's been multiple randomized clinical trials, which is the best type of clinical study out there, showing that it does work. Let me show you what the machine looks like and kind of how a example treatment might work. Here's a machine. This is called the Storch Deactor. It's pretty simple to use, but basically it's a giant compressor box that transmit pressure waves through this handpiece. How many treatment sessions are required? 6 to 12, depending on the severity of the ED. How long does each session last? About 10 minutes. Is it painful? Yes. But I do have patients apply lidocaine cream to their penis and scrotum about 45 minutes to an hour before they show up before the treatments so that they don't feel it. How long do the... Yeah, I, I've had the treatments done. I, I did six treatments. It, uh, it's not uncomfortable. Uh, yes, you do need the lidocaine. Otherwise, it would be. Uh, and it sends a shockwave uh, into along as the devices run along the male organ, and it breaks up these plaques. And uh, the plaques, they didn't come from plant foods. Folks, it's impossible to develop plaques or narrowing of the arteries 
from eating beans, potatoes, fruits, vegetables, and whole foods. It's impossible. It's never happened. It could never happen. And yet it only comes, let's be clear, from a carnivore diet or a keto diet or even an American diet, that the American diet is perverted because it has both the sugars and the simple carbs and the animal protein and the excess processed fats and, and excess sugar and so forth. The American diet is a disaster. So sure, some people notice slight improvements with a keto diet or carnivore diet, but over time, they won't know that their arteries to their male organ are clogging up. You see where I'm going with this? Guys, this is not the smart thing to do to follow Joe Rogan just because he's gone on a carnivore diet. Let's measure the, the plaques that build up in his arteries. Have him undergo a ultra-fast CT scan and um, angiograms before he has a heart attack because his dick's going to go limp. Oh, did I say that? Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go further. This is, I think, educational right now, and you need to hear this. Results last for, the studies show that it can last up to one to two years. Are there any side effects to this? No long-term side effects have been reported. Next, I want to talk a little bit about who might be a good candidate for this shockwave therapy treatment. Okay, so uh, the benefits can last as long as two years. Uh, certainly, that, that's impressive. And uh, there are people who have what's uh, termed uh, nerve damage, and those individuals may not benefit from this shock treatment. It's really specifically because a vast majority of the ED conditions absolutely come from eating the cholesterol in eggs, meat, of all kinds, meat of all kinds, even fish, as I said, has cholesterol in it. Small amounts, I don't argue, are okay, but small amounts is like three ounces has 100 milligrams of cholesterol. If you exceed that amount, it's going to clog the arteries on a daily basis over a period of several years. It's not going to happen in weeks. I understand that. But uh, there is a condition that is not improved by the shock wave, and here uh, Dr. Robert Chan's going to address that uh what's called peroni's disease the curvature of the penis which i have a number of cases that i'm helping gentlemen with and we believe we have a rather novel solution which it relates to hormones and the diet and some changes here here we go the shockwave therapy finally i want to end on who are not great candidates for shockwave therapy there's two type of men that i want to kind of talk about the first one is men with peroni's disease which is curvature of the penis. Shockwave therapy has not been proven to have much impact on reducing the curvature in a man's penis. When they initially looked at this, they thought that the shockwaves might break up some of the scar tissue so that the penis could straighten out, but that hasn't really proven to be the case. The other type of men where shockwave therapy doesn't work as well on is men who have undergone a radical prostatectomy for prostate cancer. Usually the erectile dysfunction is caused by injury to the nerve going to the penis when the prostate is removed for, for cancer. Okay, so think about it. Where do you think prostate cancer comes from? It doesn't come from plant foods. 
plat foods have been shown to re- reduce PSA. Recently, I've been working with a group of gentlemen, and we're giving them a product rich in medicinal mushrooms. We encourage them to eat additional mushrooms, and amazingly, it's reducing the PSA level, the prostate uh, indicator for a risk of prostate cancer. But we're also looked at studies with needle biopsy uh, into the prostate, and men over a course of a year going on a cholesterol-free plant-based diet that cholesterol came down enough and it's really cholesterol that gets into the prostate gland along with a lot of estrogen and estrogen getting into the prostate causes prostate cancer and of course estrogen is loaded in animal foods because animals have estrous cycles even if you ate soy there's a phytoestrogen and it doesn't act the same way it doesn't cause damage to the prostate Uh, Believe it or not, soy is not damaging to the prostate, contrary to popular belief. Uh, It comes from chicken, meat, and dairy product. Dairy product, according to a Harvard study, has 32 times more estrogen sulfate than, say, almond milk. So he just said, uh, Dr. Robert Chan, Chan, that the individuals who don't respond to shock weight therapy have had radical surgery to remove their prostate tragically they should have never had to have their prostate removed just like my grandfather grandpa poe i never forgot um you know obviously he 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 was approaching his 80s but um he was a auto mechanic he, he was humorous i loved my grandfather and we found out he had prostate cancer and the doctors told him he had to have radical surgery and they kind of explained it like it was like just reworking your plumbing you know because he's a mechanic he could associate and understand that and after they did it they cut the nerves and he couldn't get an erection and he lost the ability to be a man and to function like a man they don't always tell you that's a a potential side effect now there are some um, uh, laser type treatments that can shrink the prostate and get to the cancer But it's cancer, and cancer comes from high levels of estrogen dominance, and that generally only comes from animal and dairy product. And, of course, certainly there's xenoestrogens as well, which is the subject of my coming book. But I I wanted you to, to hear it straight from Dr. Robert Chan about this whole issue related to clogged arteries and prostate cancer and diet and your carnivore diet is the worst you could do that will put you at very high risk for not only clogged arteries to the male penis but also prostate cancer but let's continue the final words of robert chan when they've looked at how shockwave therapy does compared to men who've received nothing they only saw about a three-point improvement in their IIEF score, which, although the numbers are significant, that increase in IEF probably isn't that clinically significant. Okay, so um, to to kind of go back, he, he's talking about over the past six months, how do you rate your confidence that you could get and keep an erection? Uh, very low, low, moderate, high, or very high. And uh, then the next question is, when you had, uh, had erections with sexual stimulation, how often were your erections hard enough for penetration? Again, the same series of uh, a scale of one to five, five, very high, almost always uh, very low, almost never. Uh, 
being firm firm enough and uh, during sexual intercourse, how often were you able to maintain your erection after you had penetrated or entered your partner? Again, those series of questions one through five. During sexual intercourse, how difficult was it to maintain your erection to completion of, of intercourse? And the last question, when you attempted sexual intercourse, how often was it satisfactory for you? Men are very discouraged with their sexual ability. This is the score of IEE uh, test is a relationship of the sum of the score. And obviously, uh, the, the, the lower the score, if you scored all ones on the five question, that's a, a five, which is essentially you're unable to achieve an erection. Um, and if you score very high on your numbers, five plus five plus five plus five plus five a 25 then that means you're always able to perform under all conditions and when you do achieve an erection you sustain it which as men get older that's a rarity particular particularly if you're on an animal-based uh heavy cholesterol-based diet thank you so much for listening to our show it really is a pleasure to invite you on this journey to good health. And I'd like to ask you a special request, and that is to share and comment, give us your review, and also please check out fromthedoctors.com. This is our new incredible website with all the coming events. It has uh, the access to our eBooks. It has access to uh, testing that you can undergo and evaluate your progress. It even has the latest online courses and education videos and really some incredible blog articles. This is an incredible website and we're here to guide you with our education coaching and supplementation that's appropriate based on your individual needs. Take a special quiz. Check it all out at fromthedoctors.com. That's spelled from F-R-O-M the T-H-E doctors d-o-c-t-o-r-s dot com from the doctors.com please visit and drop us a note so we know that you're participating as our growing family continues to gain great information about how to look great feel incredible at your ideal body weight with incredible healthy looking skin we have an array of programs and opportunities so please stay tuned as we continue on our journey to great health goodbye